where the magic really happens with your planning and paying off debt is to plan what you're doing with what is left instead of just spending it. Welcome back to the First Hustle Then Brunch podcast, the show where we dive deep into topics that empower and inspire you to live your best life. I'm your host, Jazzy, and I'm so excited to have you here with us today. Today's episode is going to be a game changer for all the moms out there who are seeking to take control of their family's finances and build a better future. Joining us is a very special guest, Ashley Patrick, a money coach and the founder of Budgets Made Easy. Ashley is on a mission to relieve the mental load that moms often face when it comes to managing their family's finances. With her clear and simple approach, she helps moms overcome their fear of failure and provides them with the tools they need to create a solid financial foundation. What sets Ashley apart is her personal journey of paying off an impressive $45,000 in just 17 months, including $25,000 in student loans. As a master financial coach with a bachelor's degree in psychology, Ashley has a deep understanding of how our emotions impact our financial decisions, and she helps her clients get to the root of their money problems. In this episode, we'll be exploring some key topics when it comes to managing your finances, such as how to create a budget that you can actually stick to, the right way to pay off your debt, strategies for achieving your savings goals, and how to get your family on board with the same family vision. So if you're ready to conquer your debt and learn how to manage your money better, keep listening. Hey, Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to chat with you a little bit more about your business, how you got started, what you're up to these days. Yeah, absolutely. So my um, side hustle business uh, journey really started after I had paid off $45,000 in debt in 17 months. I was a detective for a local police department. And once I paid it off, you know, while I was doing it, everybody's like, you're crazy. What if you die tomorrow? Stop acting like you're broke. All of those things, right? Um, But once I was done, they were like, oh, well, how'd you do it? And I kept getting all the same questions about how did I pay off debt? How do you budget? All those things. And that is where Budgets Made Easy, my business, kind of grew from because I was getting all of the same questions and people wanting to do it. So, um, you know, searching Pinterest one day and saw, um, you know, a post about how to make money from a blog or something, you know, something to that effect. And I just dove in. Of course, I did that like two weeks before I found out I was pregnant with my third child. Um, And so, yeah, that first year (laughs) was just chaos. And so I kind of like, I was still learning, figuring things out, right? Well, six and a half years later now, you know, I have a full-time business, you know, I employ other women from around the world, um, and I'm helping women from all over the world. So it's been a really fun and interesting journey as I have, you know, quit my full-time job, raising three crazy children, trying to stay sane <laughs> through 2020 and all of that oh, chaos. Yeah. It, it has mm-hmm. been a ride for sure, but it has been so much fun too. Yeah, I'm sure. So when you created your blog, how did you figure out what exactly you wanted to write about? 
Well, I kept getting the questions about paying off debt, and so that's where I kind of dove in. Um, I started out as the budget girl, um, but there was another budget girl who was um, had us um, at that time had a small following on like YouTube, but nothing else. And so I started out as that because that it's kind of an inside joke about the girl thing, but you know, um, I really like budgets, and that's the foundation, and that's kind of where everything comes together with your finances. Um, and then it evolved into Budgets Made Easy and the Money Mindset Podcast and just learning um, what other people need help with and how I can best serve them in their journey has really shaped where my business has uh, grown and what I've mm-hmm. done, like the the uh, services and things that I've added over time and kind of what that looks like as opposed to, you know, a lot of people in this um, field and online blogging, you know, they they make money in other ways, um, but I really like affiliate marketing and sponsorships and things like that where I really wanted more of a connection with the women that I was trying to help because I just know how life-changing it is. And so that's kind of more the direction I took. Uh, and each business is different, of course, and each, um, you know, <laughs> there's tons and tons of different ways to make money online. And so oh, yeah. I really wanted to like have that more, that personalized, that connection with people because it's missing in a lot of places in the, you know, just the paying off debt, the financial space. A lot of it feels very disconnected or for people that are already ready to invest or already have their stuff together. But I really wanted to help women that were struggling on trying to figure it out so that they could get to that point, right? And so Mm -hmm. it's a different way of looking at your business model and what you're doing. And that's, um, you know, that's the route that I wanted to take. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That was kind of one of the reasons why I started my blog too. You know, there weren't that many people who looked like me in my personal situation. I had just graduated college. I didn't have a family. So a lot of the content that was out there was all about families and like budgeting Mm -hmm. for more than one person and planning meals and that sort of thing for more than one person. And I just couldn't relate. So I was like, I'm just going to start something on my own to help other people that are just like me in this scenario of just being on your own, you know, post-grad figuring things out after you're you know, during your first job. So yeah, absolutely. Yes. 100%. And, and you're right. You're right. And you know, those, those people still need help. Right. And for me, I can't relate to that, you know, so mm-hmm. everybody kind of needs to find somebody that they connect with. And so, um, you know, there's lots of room for all of us out there, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Budgets are kind of a taboo topic. Some people love them. Some people hate them. It's a what dirty word. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts on budgeting overall? Obviously, you love them. But as far as giving you the power to control like where your money goes, what are your thoughts there? <laughs> well, to me, it's just a plan for your money. It's a goal. And so we put all these emotions and feelings and all of those uh, connotations on the word budget. And a lot of people just freeze and they don't know what to do and they feel like they have to do it the right way. And, you know, my women are a bunch of overthinking perfectionists, which I can relate to. That's right. Why they are like that, because we've all kind (laughs) of found each other on the Internet. Um, Mm -hmm. And so uh, what I try and encourage people to do is just call it something else. Like um, I had one lady that she calls it her treat yourself plan. 
you know, it's her plan oh, so yeah. that she can treat herself. Um, people, some people call it a spending plan, a cash flow plan, my get out of debt plan, my retirement plan, like whatever kind of resonates with you. You can just call it something else, especially if, because a lot of people do like they hear the word budget and they're just like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, it's just like this word, right, that we put all these emotions onto. And if you can kind of strip the negative emotions from whatever you want to call it and turn it into something positive that you can resonate with and helps you reach your bigger goals, uh, that's going to help you in the long term and kind of make it feel feel less like a uh, thing that you have to do into something that you want to do because it, it reminds you of your bigger purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And do you subscribe to any particular strategy? I know there's so many, you know, the 50-20-30 plan or, yeah, how do you recommend people kind of allocate their their money? Um, I teach budgeting by paycheck and I do encourage the zero-based method. Um, and a lot of people get confused with zero-based and, you know, they don't want to take their checking account down to zero, which is not what I recommend. Um, mm-hmm. I recommend that you have a buffer. Uh, you can label it as a buffer, miscellaneous fund, whatever you want to call it. Cause, um, but you do want to be intentional with what is left over. Cause typically what happens and what I was doing as well before I started this journey was, um, if they have a budget at all, it's, you know, what you expect your paycheck to be or what it was, what bills you have to pay. And then what is left just gets spent. And where the magic really happens with your planning and paying off debt is to plan what you're doing with what is left instead of just spending it. Cause then it just disappears. You don't know what happened to it. It's one of those things that, you know, when you do your taxes at the end of the year, you're like, I made how much money? Like I have nothing to show for (laughs) it. Where did it go? Um, when you're intentional with that, for the most part, right? We're not perfect. You're never going to be perfect. You're not a robot. We're humans. Uh, you're going to know. You're going to be more intentional with it. Uh, but you still want to have that buffer in there. You're not actually taking your account down to zero, even though you're planning. And I don't even necessarily plan every penny. That's where the miscellaneous kind of category comes in. It's the catch-all. So like on paper, let's say I have like 20 or 30 something dollars left, um, I'll just do that as miscellaneous and it just cancels the rest out. So Mm -hmm. you don't have to overthink it. Um, if you're not sure what category to put it in, put it in like the one that makes the most sense, or if nothing really makes sense, it's kind of one of those random things, just miscellaneous. Like you don't have to overthink it. Um, and I think that's where a lot of women, at least that I work with, um, they're overthinking, okay, which category does this go in? And they're just taking too yeah. much time on things that don't really matter. And so mm-hmm. I try to focus on the things that are going to make the biggest impact um, as opposed to the the little nitpicky things, right? I love that you keep it simple. That is probably the best approach to go at it because otherwise – I feel like that's one of the reasons why people don't budget is because it's yes. too overwhelming and confusing. And so then they just give it all up, you know? Yes. And I will mention that um, I don't do the percentages. I know you mentioned the 50, 30, 20, but for mm-hmm. my women at least, it doesn't make any, it doesn't work. It's um, you have to put more thought into it. They don't have money left over because of debt and things like that. So yeah, that is that more of either. an, yeah, it's, it <laughs> yeah. seems like to me, it's more of an advanced 
strategy, like once you're debt free and you're working on your other goals and you're more flexible to do that. But for right now, I plan like just each paycheck. So each paycheck, what bills to pay, how much do you have for food and for gas and all those other little things, um, Mm -hmm. as opposed to just a monthly overview. Uh, let's say you have 800 for food. Well, how much do you have per week or per paycheck? Cause unless you get paid once a month, doing a monthly budget, isn't that helpful? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes so much sense. So when it comes to paying bills and debt, what strategies do you recommend? Again, I know there's so many, you know, the debt snowball, the debt avalanche, there's some hybrid methods. Do you have any particular method that you kind of lean on? Uh, the one that works, the one that you actually follow (laughs) through with, but yes, Mm -hmm. um, I prefer, um, the impact method, which, um, is kind of a hybrid method that I came up with. So, um, it's based on what will make the biggest impact either emotionally or financially in your budget. Um, so what that means is, um, if you have something that you just hate paying every single month, then usually people have a bill, um, or something like as an example, one lady hated paying her divorce lawyer because every month when she wrote that check, it brought up all those old feelings. Right. And so she focused on that first. Um, some people hate their student loans, their car, um, things like that. So they will focus on that first. Or if you have a really tight budget and let's say you don't have much wiggle room, if you have, let's say a three or $400 payment, either, um, a car payment or a loan that you can still quickly pay off. So it's not something that's still going to take you, you know, three years to pay off, but something that you can still quickly, uh, pay off in a year or so, um, and then free up that money. Um, some people do that. Now, in addition to that, I also prefer, or like the snowball method. That's what I used, uh, because it helps you get some quick wins. Um, you get, uh, free up some smaller bills. So what that is, is the smallest bill balance first, regardless of the interest rate, Mm -hmm. um, because it's more emotional based. Um, we don't make decisions on money based on logic. Uh, otherwise we really wouldn't be in that much debt. Uh, and the (laughs) avalanche method, the based on the interest rate of that makes the most logical and mathematical sense, but we're typically like not that's not what's going to keep you going. And if you have a huge uh, credit card debt, let's say, and it's the biggest interest rate or highest interest rate, and it's going to take you like months and months and months to feel like you're making any progress, you're more likely to give up, right? So if you can pay off some smaller things that makes you feel like you're making an impact, uh, you're going to be able to stick with it longer. And it doesn't matter what order you pay things off in, in the long term, mathematically. There, it may cost you a little bit more to focus on these smaller ones, but what really matters is that you pay it off. And so um, whatever you got to do to um, whatever order, whichever debt you want to start with, whatever's going to motivate you, that's what's the most important thing, not like, quote unquote, the right way to do things. My women all the time, because you know we're overthinking perfectionists, we want to do things the right way way. And there really is no right way as long as you are making progress, right? As long as you're moving in the right direction, that's what's most important. Yeah. Yeah. And again, I think having those strategies available and, you know, having a framework to work from is very helpful, but figuring out which one 
works best for you is super important. Yeah. So what are your tips for paying off debt and saving at the same time? So typically I try to get people to focus on one thing at a time, um, just because it can get overwhelming if you're trying to save for too many things at once. And so what I typically try to get people to do now, <laughs> a lot of times my women, like once they're to the point of paying off debt, like they just want to pay off debt. And so they skip the saving part a lot of times. <laughs> um, but if you can, you know, decide on what is the most important right now and focus at least the majority of your extra money toward either saving or paying off debt. And then you could like, so as an example, let's say you've got an extra $400 a month for paying off debt, saving money, but you really want to save first. You could do 300 towards saving and a hundred toward debt. If you want to feel like you're still making some progress on that debt, um, but you really need to save first, as long as you are intentional with it, that's the most important thing. Um, but you know, when you can focus on just one thing at a time, you're going to feel like you're making progress faster, even though the end mm -hmm. date, you know, of whatever goal is probably going to be the same. I want you to feel like you're making progress because I have so many women in my community that, um, you know, they felt stuck and like they weren't making any progress. And then when we talked about it and they went back and actually saw how much progress they had made, they had paid off literally tens of thousands of dollars in debt and they didn't realize it because oh, wow. they were yeah. distracted by other things, right? Like, mm -hmm. and so they didn't feel like they were making progress, but they actually were. So same yeah. thing. You want to feel like you're making progress, not just making progress. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you want to actually feel like it too. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how tied money is to like your feelings and your emotions and all mm -hmm. of that, because I don't think people think about that. And it's so important Yes, absolutely. I mean, most of our decisions are based on emotions, right? Mm -hmm. When we're scrolling on Amazon, when we're spending money we don't have, it's usually because of an emotion of yeah. some sort. Right. And uh, otherwise, we wouldn't be struggling <laughs> with money, right? If it was just about the bath, we wouldn't have all these other things going yeah, on with exactly. our money. <laughs> Along those lines, you know, people say they need retail therapy when they're going through a stressful time, yep. <laughs> something bad happens. What would you say to the person who lives paycheck, paycheck to paycheck or just has really a really hard time staying in control of their spending? So what I try to, um, get people to do and know that it's practice, like I said, you're mm -hmm. not going to be perfect at it probably ever, but you're going to be not, you know, you're going to get to that 98 ish percent, uh, doing it most of the time, right. Um, is creating a barrier between the trigger. So like that emotion, whatever emotion is making you feel like you want to overspend, whether it's boredom, it could just be you're bored. You know, it could just be a habit. You know, we pick every five seconds, we're picking up our phone and opening apps mm -hmm. that we don't even like realize we're doing it. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, you're depressed, anxious, you know, all of those things between that feeling and the actual purchasing. And so what that could look like is a 24 or 48 hour, like cool off period. So let's say you, you're just bored or whatever. You pull up the Amazon app, you add a bunch of stuff to cart, but you don't check out. 
You wait 24 hours or 48, whatever you decide. You get, you're get you in control. You get to decide. Um, and then after that period, if you go back and you still want it, then you can check out. Most of the time we forget, right? And we're like, we yeah. go back to Amazon. We're like, oh, yeah, that's in my cart. I forgot about, forgot that. about that. And then you don't mm-hmm. even need it, right? You just right. put it safe for later with the million other <laughs> things there. Um, so, you know, kind of creating that barrier. It's also important to just be mindful and intentional um, with the trick with the triggers. So identifying, okay, when I feel this way or this happens, how you're reacting to it. So are you um, picking up your phone and shopping? Um, Because a lot of times we're not aware that that is what is happening. And so when you're more aware and you really start to um, dive into what the trigger is or what is happening when you're spending that, that will help you be more intentional and make progress on that as well. So, um, you know, counseling is always a good thing too. Well, I shouldn't (laughs) say always, I guess, maybe not everything is always, but uh, for the majority of people, you know, Mm -hmm. just being more mindful of how your brain works and why you do certain things that you do is helpful (laughs) so -hmm. that you can stop doing the things you don't want to do and that can help. So, (laughs) yeah. Are there any books and other tools that you recommend people look into for money mindset help? Yes. So I love, I love reading books like this. One of my favorite books is actually The Power of One More by Ed Milet. It's not a money book. It's a mindset book. Um, I love it. He's one of my favorite, like inspirational type uh, speakers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's awesome. I've seen him in person. Yeah. He's great. Oh, really? That's so cool. I love him. Um, I love Jamie Kern Lima. She has a book called Believe It that I really liked mindset wise. Um, Atomic Habits is a popular book about um, creating good, better habits. Um, it's kind of dry. I'll be honest. I, I've never finished it, but you get like mm-hmm. the concept and what the book is about pretty early right. on in the book. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. What else do I have here? Um, oh, The Millionaire Next Door is a really good financial. It is also kind of dry, kind of boring, but you get the idea of the point yeah. <laughs> of the mm-hmm. concepts, right? And that's more of a financial book. So those are kind of my top uh, recommendations. Um, I'm trying to think if there's another one that's more finance related. I can't yeah. think of those any. Those are super I read, helpful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't read that many like finance specific books. Generally, I really do like the more self-improvement side mindset mm-hmm. side of things. So that's yeah. where I live. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Um, I believe her name's Rachel Rogers. She has We Should All Be Millionaires. Oh, and I yes. bought the book, but I haven't read it yet. But I think she has a lot of mindset tips in there. And that's related to finance and probably not as dry as some of those other books. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm actually it's kind of hard. Yeah. In this. Niche yeah. To, to find some books that are entertaining and also educational on finance. Yes. So. Yes. Because I mean, it is kind of boring. I mean, to a certain extent. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I have her audio book and I have started oh, nice. it, but I, I, I start a lot of those types of books and then never finish it. But yeah, she, I really like, um, her messaging and everything so far, what Mm. I've, what I've listened to anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) So I know your audience is primarily made up of stay at home moms and women. So how do you recommend people get their family on board? Because I'm sure it's very difficult to kind of wrangle everyone in, whether that's your partner, your kids, but you know, achieving your financial goals, especially when you 
our family is difficult and it requires the whole team working together. So yeah, what tips do you have for people in that situation? Yes, such a great question because it you're right, it comes up all the time. And so what I typically recommend is getting everybody on board with the same family vision. And so that can look um, different for everybody, but creating a vision, an actual picture of where your family like wants to go, kind of more of a long, shorter term, so like two to three years, so long, short, a shorter, longer term goal. So not like, <laughs> you know, 10 to 15 years down the road, but something <laughs> yeah. that's not like next week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so getting everybody kind of on the same page as to why you need to implement the things you need to do, whether it's, you know, not going through the drive-thru as much, not spending as much on Amazon, you know, all those things, especially with the kids, you're going to have to repeat it over and over. It's not going to be like, they're not going to be, if you're the one that is like excited and gung-ho and like ready to just hit the ground running, um, you're probably going to have to drag them along for a little bit. But if (laughs) you, if you can create the vision and even create visuals to have around the house that can remind them of what you're working towards. So Mm -hmm. I work with one lady who wanted to take her kids to Hawaii and it was, um, like a three-year goal. And so she put pictures everywhere of Hawaii to kind of remind herself, remind them. Um, and you know, as long as you just keep moving forward, um, and reminding them, okay, if we do this, then we're not going to have money for, you know, going to not as much money to put toward the Hawaii trip, which means it could get pushed back and pushed back. Um, you know, things like that to get them on board. It's also important to compromise to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, with my husband and I, I was the one that hit the ground running. I was gung ho. My hut, you know, I'm just kind of dragging my husband along for the most part. He goes along with a lot of my crazy ideas, but that doesn't mean he's like fully on board. Right. He's just (laughs) like, Oh my God. Okay. What is she having me do this week? Yes, exactly. Um, (laughs) and, but eventually he started to get it. And so I would play podcasts when he was around that were like finance, finance related. Mm -hmm. Um, I would do the work, but you know, tell him where we're at. Uh, we have this much money for food. We have this much money for gas. If you know, if we spend money on this, we don't have money for that. And just keeping them updated, but don't expect them to be as excited about it or into the spreadsheets, into the numbers as you are. If, you know, if that's the way the roles are, like if you're the one all excited and doing it, they're not, they're not you. So you have to realize that they're different people. They have different desires and goals. They have a different upbringing. They have a different mindset about money and trying to come together and meet in the middle where you're both happy and, but you're working on the same goal. And so that, Mm -hmm. that's going to take time. So yeah, just know that ahead of time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love the tip about putting visual reminders around your home or just, you know, making sure that it's at top of mind for everyone. Yes. If I wanted to go to Hawaii, I would love to have pictures of Hawaii all around my home too. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She even put it on her Apple watch. So every time she looked at her watch, she saw a picture of Hawaii. So smart. And honestly, I don't know how into like manifestation you are, but you know, having that visual, you know, kind of manifested into reality eventually. So yeah, that's really smart. Like, Like a vision board. 
Yes. And so it's kind of a combination of all of those things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I do believe in manifesting to a certain extent. I think a lot of people misunderstand what manifesting is. It's not just like, yeah. oh, I want to do this thing Pops and then it happens. Yeah, but exactly. exactly. So <laughs> having that reminder there helps you be more intentional to get that goal. And that's yeah. more of how I think of manifesting. So yeah, in that regard, definitely. Yeah. yeah, I agree. It reminds you to take the action steps to actually work towards that goal. Yes. Instead of just, yeah, you're not sitting around and it's just magically going to fall into your lap. Exactly. <laughs> It'd be nice if that exactly. was nice. Right? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So uh, you have been able to turn your business into a six-figure business from a side hustle. How were you able to do that? What ways did you monetize? And yeah, what are you working on now? So my business model is probably 99% my own products and services. So I know, you know, other people that monetize, um, you know, like I said, affiliate marketing sponsorships, like those other kind of things. Um, I have found the best success with my own products. So I have digital products. I have principles, spreadsheets, you know, courses. I also have a, like a group coaching program that is, just amazing. The women in there are awesome. Um, and then I also offer one-on-one coaching. So those are my primary, um, income streams. Um, of course there, you know, like I said, there is a small percentage that is sponsorships, affiliates, you know, partnerships, Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, but that's not the bulk of my business. And so, um, what I like about that is I have more control. I personally don't like, I don't like working for other people. And so when Mm -hmm. you do affiliates and sponsorships, that's basically what you're doing, right? You're working for somebody else and you have all these other deadlines and all these other things that you have to um, do and answer to. And so for this stage in my business and my life, like that just doesn't work for me with three kids. It's just Mm -hmm. chaos. Um, And that just adds another layer of stress, in my opinion, to my business. So, you know, for me, it's about what I can control in offering that as a service. So, you know, obviously I do offer free things for people that are just getting started. Um, And so I have a wide range of products and services. And what I'm currently uh, working on is collaborating, which has been so much fun uh, with other creators like you and other experts like you uh, with the Debt to Wealth Bundle. And so that is actually going live very soon. It's my first big bundle. Yes, I'm so excited too, uh, because I just love connecting with other people and mm-hmm. you know other creators and getting other perspectives and seeing what other people are doing and helping them um, as well. Like I don't, I mean, I hate to like toot my own horn, right? But I do love helping other people, and so being able yeah. to collaborate with other people has been really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that bundles will actually be available from July 13th, 2023, until July 20th, uh, 2023. And so, um, you know, if I do the bundle again, it most likely wouldn't be the same products because we'll bring in other contributors or people will train change the product that they're offering and things like that. So, you know, the bundle in this form, this is like the only time you can get it. I love doing bundles because you get to save, like you feel like you're saving so much and you are saving so much yeah. money because mm-hmm, sure. uh, you're getting all these products for one low price. So mm-hmm. I love bundles as a consumer, but I also love uh, offering it because 
you know, my people feel the same way. Like they like being able to feel like they're getting a deal, but it's also products and resources that are, that are going to help them pay off debt mm-hmm. as well as build uh, long-term wealth and a legacy that you can be proud of, uh, that your children can be proud of, that you're leaving behind. Because it's not just all about the money, right? Like that longer yeah. mm-hmm. vision, that bigger vision for probably the majority of us anyway, um, you know, we're focusing on what are we leaving to the world? What are we leaving mm-hmm. to our children? And that's not just finances, right? It's how you're yeah. raising your children. It's how you're um, helping your community, how you're helping other people. So um, yeah, this bundle is going to help you kind of bring that all together so that you can start moving forward to really um, leave that legacy that you actually want to leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so excited for what you've put together. I've kind of skimmed the list of creators that have added products to the bundle. Can you share a little bit of what's included? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a ton of resources. I forget the exact number of um, for each category, which I could put up here. But so we have um, like 10 or so resources about paying off debt. So managing your money, budgeting, um, saving money, paying off debt. So there, that's like one of the main categories is just getting your stuff together, right? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The other main category that we have a lot of resources and products and in, including yours is making more money. So it's not even just the side hustle piece to it. It's also negotiating your salary so you can increase your income for your current job, right? I love and that. so, yeah. yes, I'm very excited about that. Um, but then there's also tons of uh, resources to help you make extra money with side hustles um, and just you know, creating an online business and those types of things. And then we have some resources on building that legacy, investing, um, putting together your family's priorities and that vision and things like that. So we're really touching on managing your money, paying off debt, making more money, and then building that legacy. And it's all in one bundle, which Mm -hmm. is pretty awesome if I don't say so myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is pretty cool. And I like that you are reaching people who are working, they're stay-at-home moms, they're entrepreneurs, or they're aspiring entrepreneurs. You know, you've kind of touched everyone. So yeah, there's something for everyone in this bundle. And it's not just specifically for people that have their own business and want to grow it, for example. Yes, exactly. Because you know, every in reality, probably 90-ish percent of people probably need to manage their money better, but there's also resources in there to help you make more money and to invest. And, you know, um, a lot of people can get overwhelmed with all of the options in the bundle too, right? Like that's another aspect of putting all these things together. It's like, oh, I'm never going to have time to, you know, Um, (laughs) use all of this stuff, right? Right. What I do and how I look at bundles whenever I'm going to purchase one myself is will I use or do I want at least one to two things in the bundle? Um, You know, maybe even three things, but really primarily one or two things in the bundle. Because typically, if you at least really want one of those things, you're still saving money. And you still have like, because some of these things uh, in the bundle are over like three, $400. Like that's what they're mm-hmm. literally sold for. Yeah. And it's only $97. So if the, you know, it has one of those that's courses in it. Yeah. It's still a good deal, right? Like my course I sell for 147 and I've included it 
and it's only 97. So if, you know, if you find one, at least one thing in there, you're getting your money's worth. Um, but no, you don't have to do all of it. I'm also including like a tracker, um, so that you can, um, save like your username, your passwords for everybody's things. And you know what you've already redeemed. Um, so you can keep track of that easily in their yeah, Google sheet. Yes. Isn't that like, that was not my original idea. Uh, so it's, it is brilliant idea. I'm like, oh, that's so smart. (laughs) Yeah. So I purchased a bundle before and I completely lost track of what I had signed up for. Oh yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) do do I already have that or not? Um, yeah. So we're, we're including a tracker so you can keep track of it. It also, which I haven't seen this before, um, I've included a searchable dashboard. So if you just want things on investing, you can type in investing and just find those products. Uh, or if you just want to pay off debt or just budgeting, like you can search Mm -hmm. for whatever topic and just focus on those. Um, so yeah, I've tried to make it as user-friendly as possible so that you will follow through and use at least some of the products to get started. Um, and Mm -hmm. you're still going to get your money's worth. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Do you remember the total value of everything that was in the bundle? Um, yeah. So right now we're at, um, 18, $1,817. $1,817. So $1,817. Um, we, we may have another uh, last minute contributor. Uh, I'm not 100% sure yet. I'm a little confused. Uh, so it may go up. But as of right now, everybody that is confirmed, I have their stuff. Everything that is for sure included is $1,817. And that's retail value. Like if you were going to go buy, it's not like, you know, the made up value that, you know, Mm -hmm. people all put on their sales pages like, oh, (laughs) this is $1,000. No, this is like the actual, like if you were to go purchase all of these things, how much you would pay. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's like 95-ish percent off. Of the yeah, retail, that's amazing. what you would actually pay price. price. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. So that's pretty awesome. I I think anyway. I'm pretty excited about oh, yeah, it. For um. sure. Yeah, that's a huge <laughs> discount. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, make sure you go check that out. Can you say the dates again? Yes, July 13th through 20th of 2023. And um, I won't say the link because you'll have your own affiliate link yeah, to put I'll link you know, it in the show in the notes. Show notes. <laughs> yep, perfect. And we'll make sure everyone's set up. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, so one of the last questions I always ask my guests is, what is the most important lesson you've learned when it comes to entrepreneurship or money management that you wish you had learned sooner? Oh, gosh, is... You're not going to be perfect. Um, Consistency isn't doing it perfect 100% of the time. It's mostly about getting it mostly right most of the time. And so (laughs) I wish that would have clicked for me a lot sooner um, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we do beat ourselves up when things don't go right, whether it's business or finance or just mom life or whatever. Oh, yeah. It's like when things don't go the way we had in our head, it we start to beat ourselves up. And what did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we think consistency is the end all be all of everything. We'll solve all of our problems. But a lot of us, myself included, thinks consistency is doing something 100% of the time the <laughs> right. way we want to do it. And it's not. It's yeah. mostly getting it right most of the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> such, such good advice and great for avoiding burnout. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being here. Do you want to go ahead and tell people where they can find you and connect with you online? 
Absolutely. So I have uh, a podcast as well, the Money Mindset Podcast, and everything else is Budgets Made Easy. So the website, uh, socials, all of that, but uh, is Budgets Made Easy except for the podcast. Perfect. Well, yeah, and I'll link all of that in the show notes too. So thanks again. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to the First Hustle Then Brunch podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I'd love if you subscribed and left us a review. Another way to support the podcast is to take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your Instagram story. Tag me at First Hustle Then Brunch so I can repost it. Thank you so much for supporting the show and I'll see you in the next episode. Oh,